Are you a hybrid athlete who wants to learn more about how to combine your strength and endurance training? Well, I've written a new book, The Science of Hybrid Training. In this book, I provide insight into the misconceptions surrounding strength and endurance training by distilling the past 50 years of research and drawing on the conversations I had with great scientists, coaches, and athletes on the Progress Theory podcast. This book is essential reading for hybrid athletes and coaches who are looking to understand the key training variables and their effect on the simultaneous development of strength and endurance performance. Get your copy now, available to buy from Amazon. Now, let's get into the show. Podcasters, welcome back. Progress Theory with our final episode of 2020. Today, we're hosting a roundtable where myself, Daryl Green and Matt Tyler will be discussing our reflections of 2020, all of the highs and lows, and using that to set up our goals for 2021. Now, if you're struggling for some ideas regarding your own goals for 2021, I hope this episode provides some inspiration. As always, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at progress underscore theory underscore and join the journey. And we'll be seeing you in 2021. Right, gents. Gents, it's time to reflect on 2020. I'm going to throw it out to you guys first. How did it go for you? Because it certainly was a very different year compared to previous years. Uh, I think everyone's first? nervous about yeah. going first because you're like, it was a shit year. <laughs> yeah, well, it has. Well, it's been it's been hard, hasn't it? With obviously mm-hmm. the this new virus that's still floating about now, coronavirus has caused a lot of disruption to everyone. Um, yeah, all plans completely out the window. And it's like stop starting constantly now. And I I don't know if I see that changing anytime soon. So mm. it's quite it's quite hard to plan for the future. But yeah, it's disrupted a lot like this year, like a lot of setbacks. Um, events that I had planned cancelled after mm. spending months training for them. Um, which, which big event did you have cancelled? Was Athens. it Athens, yeah. 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 Athens um, had cancelled. So I probably started training for that around September as soon as I finished in Madrid. So like the next part was building up to Athens. Qualifiers of December. Qualified. What what is Athens just for those? uh, Just a CrossFit competition. Um, uh, So yeah, I qualified for it pretty well. Put a lot of effort into it and then I was building up to that and then yeah, come March, UK's locked down. Uh, most of the world is locked down. Mm. Um, and the event got postponed or- originally to September. And then sooner or later, it got postponed again, just literally f- um, for a whole year. So mm. it's you, April 21, uh, April 2021. So we will see. Um, I have contacted them to ask what their plans are because. Mm. You carry over? Does your qualification from last one just carry over to this one? Yeah, yeah. So okay. they offered us money back if if you wanted it, and they'll just. I think they're going to issue the same qualifiers again in January for anyone to backfill the places potentially. I think that's what they're going to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've contacted them to ask what their plans were if they're going to if 
in April it does get cancelled again or postponed? Are they going to go for an online-based competition or are they actually going to move it? They, they said they're going to move it to September, but then that clashes with another, potentially another event of mine. So it's, yeah, it's quite... Well, the games, uh, no. <laughs> no, a lot's happened this year for me. Um, a few relationship changes, um, moved house, now living on my own. So, yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on. Obviously, mm. and being self-employed and owning, you, like running your own coaching business, it's that's been really hard with gyms opening, closing. So I've had to adapt constantly. Mm. Um, what do you Which think has been, been, what do you been think fun been the, to have that challenge, to be honest. So. Yeah. What do you think has been the biggest learning uh, experience out of all the big changes? Because we could, we could spend hours talking about reflecting on cha- uh, training, mm. but you often find that changes in your everyday life have a big effect on your, on your training. So uh, obviously you've had a lot of changes. What, what's been the biggest learning uh, lesson from it all like i know we had a, an episode on resilience do you think it's made you more resilient everything that you've been through in 2020 yeah yeah of course um i think that's a, a, a good given really um i've managed to get i've come out the other side right so mm. um I've, I've improved somewhere along the line on that um i think more control in my reaction because it, it like initially when you get told, oh, we're going into lockdown. When I when I first found out my event was cancelled, uh, yeah, it hit me hard. Like I lost all motivation. I was like, I've just done all this work for nothing. Mm. I know this is like on a, a training level, but just in general, like to to like your initial, well, to not react. I want to say to stop reacting and just take take some time to think about it to reflect on what's happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw the reflection out there. Um, and then almost not moan about it as much and just figure out a way that you can carry on. Mm. Um, part of this is out of our control and I'll get that. And it's, and I don't, I'm not saying nobody should moan. Like it's okay to moan, but if you just sit and wallow and moan, you're not, you're going to get absolutely nowhere and you'll, you'll end up stuck in that position where you're just moaning about everything. And um, so, yeah, maybe allow myself a bit of time to be pissed off and, but then have that right today. I'm going to, I'm going to just moan and be a bit pissed off or, or whatever it is. I'm just going to have that emotion and let it, let it happen. And then come tomorrow we do what we need to do to move forward or yeah, whatever it may you be. Understand, like, your human reactions to that, like you, you can be upset. You're going to want to moan. You're going to want to do that. Like it's like you say, it's okay to do that. I think yeah. you that in order to not do that, it is a conscious effort. Like you have yeah. to consciously be aware of like, okay, I feel like this, but I'm not, going to react like that i'm not going to moan about that i'm going to go and try and do this i'm going to today i'm not going to talk about this or like it's it's not something that just goes like you can't just fall you can't fall back on the yeah, that's just me yeah that's just yeah. today it's like no at some point you've got to uh you've got to decide how you're going to feel today observe how you are feeling 
if you just constantly feel down and you're waiting for the day that you're not feeling down and you're waiting for the day that someone cures covid and everything's back to normal and you're waiting for that like you're you're going to be waiting for a long time and between now and then you're going to be like fucking sad and grumpy and tarnishing friendships and relationships mm. and you know like at some point you got to I'll say you, I don't mean you personally, but maybe you, but like yeah. at some point, someone's got to like, you got to take control of how you're going to act from that minute onwards. Using a sporting example, like Tiger Woods always used to say, <clears throat> if he hit a bad shot or hit a bad drive or whatever, he gave himself 20 yards to like whack his golf club into the ground. He got a bad rep from people for like the fact he would whack his club and like he would, you know, show his emotion and stuff, but he gave himself 20 yards and he drew this imaginary line. And after that 20 yards, like, even if he didn't feel ready, once he's the other side of that line, it was like, I am now taking control of this next bit. Mm. I'm not going to show that emotion. I'm not going to feel, I'm going to think about this in a different way. I'm going to do about it. So he allowed himself time to kind of like lose his, lose his temper. But I guess we're, that's more easier for us to see because he's in the public eye doing it. Like we might be sat at home watching the news on our Larry and like, think it's not okay to have a little cry and get, get annoyed by it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess one of the biggest lessons then is, like, awareness on that. Um, maybe I wasn't as good as it as I thought I was, and now, yeah, that's, that's definitely improved for me, like, just becoming aware of how I'm feeling and the reaction that potentially could come up from something. Um, yeah. I think definitely it shows good awareness. I know in the resilient episode we talked about resilience isn't about getting better. It's more like trying to maintain a certain level in the face of adversity. And that definition kind of doesn't take into a fact that negative emotions are going to come our way. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's not as easy just to go, oh, bad things happen. I'm going to ignore it and keep on my trajectory. Like it's, it's not that easy. So having an awareness of the fact that I know I feel this certain way, giving yourself a bit of space to sort of let it out, rant, speak to the right people, because it kind of gets it out so you can then go back and then that's when you get back on the horse. That's the level of resilience. It's not like not having negative emotions and letting it out. It's just being aware that I can I can control my output of these negative emotions. And then once it's out of my system, I can then get back on back on the horse. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think... I think that's probably something we're always learning and always developing because it's so easy to sort of like let those negative emotions overcome you. And it's also very easy to stay in that wallowing pool of pity. Um, So having an awareness of how we deal with it so you can easily get back out of it is surely something, one, that's going to be very good, but two, enables you to be more resilient. Yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah. Put it a lot better than what I just did. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good. That's, um, yeah, it's definitely something. Got, well, I don't think it's it. You're ever going to stop learning that. But, mm. um, but what you were saying, like speaking to the right people, I think that's massive. Um, because it, what might seem negative to you can be put into a totally different perspective and potentially positive um, by somebody you're speaking to. Yeah, because automatically we're just wired that way to navigate straight to the negative because it's our survival mechanism and um, 
but an outsider can see it a little bit different. It's always quite nice to. So yeah, there's another lesson that I've learned talking to people. To be honest, talked to a lot of people this year, um, and it's helped me get through it. Yeah, or not get through it, but just manage things better. Like setting up the system with the right people, so you can have the conversations you feel you need to make sense of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've loved about this podcast. Yeah. Ideas and I sort of like throw them out there for for everyone to criticize, you know. It's good to get your ideas as well, but because it's been released on a podcast, it's there for everyone to sort of critique and give feedback. Um <clears throat> but I find, you know, having an outlet to do that has been very beneficial in 2020. Yeah. <coughs> That's why I love I, the round table. <laughs> So Tyler, what's your best lesson or the lesson that, or how's your year been? Right. You know what, like, in, when it's sad, like I've actually had a pretty good year personally, like, um, like, like anyone we've had family wise, we've had like some things you go through. And I think this year has been uh, has highlighted big things and little things, but um it's a tough one for me to talk to people about because like, you know, I'll ask people how their Christmases were, I've spoke to clients over the last few days, how's your Christmas been? And like, this is probably one of the best Christmases that I've ever had. Like I got to spend, I was forced to spend time with, not even forced, but like there was an excuse for me to only spend time with the people that I want to spend time with around me. Um, one of my pet hates over Christmas is always trying to, especially with young kids, is trying to juggle seeing the family so they can see their granddaughters or grand, uh, uh, grand sons there we go grandchildren what's the what's the boy version of a granddaughter um but like you know juggling around you can't you're constantly like bending over backwards for everybody else so that you you're trying to make everyone happy and this year was kind of like and we had already made the decision before you know we got announced what tier we were going into and what the rules were but we were just going to take some time just us for as a family and and kind of if we got to see people over any other days then we would do that um i've had a, like personally had a wicked year but I think I've been fortunate, not, I mean, different to you, Daryl, you've had your own coaching business. I've been employed, so I've been fortunate. I've still, you know, I've had the, I was furloughed at the start of all of this. So I still had my kind of guaranteed income. And and I think the, the toughest part was probably for me, the homeschooling of our, our six-year-old and going from, I don't know, I said it in one of our earlier podcasts, like we, we laugh and joke like with, with me and Sam, if, if Sam earned like 10 million quid a year and she had to go back to work or even less than that, you know, like a substantial amount of money where I didn't need to work and we could only afford with one of us working. Would I be the stay at home dad? And would I want to do that? And it's just not in my DNA. Like I don't want to be, I can't do it. I struggle to do that kind of stay at home, repetitive Monday. And as much as I love my days off with the girls, like I, I struggle for that kind of repetitive. I need to get out. I need to, like, I feel like I have to have a, a purpose of going out and which is why I love coaching to go out and help other people and, and do what I do that. I, I don't think we would have kids if it meant that I had to be the stay at home parent. It's so hard as well. Like stay at home mums and stuff like that. Like hats off to them. Like it's su- such a hard job day in, day out. So that was probably the toughest part was when I had like about a six week spell of like every day trying to juggle an 18 month old and do the schoolwork with a, with a seven year old and or six year old at the time. And I was getting myself into some pretty like, not dark places, but was, 
needing to go train or needing to go and do something where I could just have some time away from them. And I, I didn't like, I wasn't resenting them, but you know what I mean? It was kind of like getting to the point where I felt like they were taking away from my time, even if my time was getting out of the house and going to work and not having to worry about like looking after the family because I was at work and all I had to do was worry about myself. Um, that was probably the toughest part. But I mean, that was when I look back and reflect on that in hindsight, like it wasn't impossible. It was just that I wasn't used to it. And I was kind of fighting it a little bit rather than adapting to it. And if I had to do it again, there's so many things that I would change now and do differently now and put in place now that, that I didn't know how to do first time around. Um, outside of that, like fitness goals for me work goals kind of development goals like I was quite fortunate that I could kind of continue to crack on with that but I'm generally a pretty positive person I'm like you know there's I I can twist most things into having like a decent outlook onto them so I never panicked with what was what we were gonna have to do coaching online or or you know coaching outside or you know I, I delivered the first God knows how many Zoom sessions from stood in my garage at 6am in the morning, you know, like coaching people at home. Like I was happy to adapt. I was happy to just kind of roll my sleeves up and do whatever needed to be done to get on with it. So I can't really complain from that much. I think something for me, I am, and I've out the back of our uh, like reflection and, and podcast that we did the other week and stuff, like I want to spend more time reflecting on myself, not my training. So I've almost, I've got two journals now that I'm using. One journal is very much based around, I'm going to write down my emotions from my training sessions and my workouts and how I was in that day and separate that and separate that up completely from me and my life and my work. And, and as much as the two are very much integrated, like integrated between the two of them, like I need to, show a little bit more gratitude to the life I have outside of training instead of like almost needing training to, to bring me back down to earth. Does that, does that make sense to you too? Right. It feels yeah. not. Um, so, and in doing that, I need to, something that I've realized over the last kind of, even the last few days since, do, since started journaling is that I react very, emo I'm like quite quick to react. I hate sitting on something. Like we said before, you said about your, um, what do you say, Phil, your shark, uh, the professor shark habits shark habits right and that is like me i react so emotionally quickly and if there's something that can get done i'll send a message to someone about something and i've seen that they've seen that message and they've not responded to it and i've asked them a question i'm kind of like mate you just logged on viewed the question and you've not like get on with it you've just seen it. it'll take you two seconds to respond but like, I haven't taken a second to think they might have, or they might be sitting there having a meltdown and they've looked at their phone for a second and launched it across the room because they can't deal with it. And I'm getting annoyed that they've not responded to the message because I would have responded to it. So a big thing for me moving into 2021 and very relevant to 2020 is just taking a bit of time to be a little bit more patient, you know, just like Daryl said, reflecting on how I'm feeling right in that second and actually give it, even if it's 15 minutes, give it 15 minutes to see if that changes. Hmm. Do you think that reflecting more on yourself has enabled you to understand others more? Because you understand yourself more, you can understand, especially with the example you just gave, oh, they might be feeling this, they might be feeling that. Whereas before it's like, well, why aren't they reacting like that? Because I would have reacted that way. It's like, oh, okay understanding myself has enabled me to understand that other people deal with things differently. Hmm. I think it will do definitely. 
I think I probably struggle on an empathetic level, like like with clients and stuff at times. Like I sympathetic, I can definitely like see what's going on, but maybe not relate to it as much. And it's not putting myself on a pedestal, but I'm like, if we're, we're, let's say we're doing like a nutrition accelerator course, and someone's struggling with eating foods because they might have you know certain like a a poor relationship with foods and they don't want to track and I, and I see it from a different level. And I'm kind of like, look, just take some responsibility for it and not, not man up, but you know, that kind of the phrase of like, just suck it up and get on with it. Like make a decision to change. But I don't, I've maybe not had to see it from their side. I've not had to experience it from their side. So things like that, being able to reflect on myself and being able to understand how I'm reacting and why I'm reacting like that. And it's hopefully going to help me to, you know, they help me from a coaching aspect, help me from a social aspect. I kind of see life very much like black and white, and I'm fully aware that there's a grey area, fully aware of that, but I try and avoid that. So I'm trying to like this, it's here and it's here. Like, just get on with it. Just choose one of them. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's my that's my own downfalls that I've got to kind of, uh, downfalls, however, you know, some people maybe want to be a little bit more black and white because they're maybe a bit too grey, but I guess it's just, um, yeah, trying to sit on that, uh, trying to sit on that scale a little bit more to, to even a sliding I, scale. Yeah. Even if it's not something that I agree with, like be able to understand it a bit better. Hmm. Yeah. I think maybe like when it comes to empathy, I think the more or being empathetic, the more experiences you're uh, exposed to on that level, you then can relate it to that. It doesn't necessarily have to be you doing it, but if you know someone that's had that same problem you can relate to it and show empathy on that level um and i think when you like over time when you're exposed to that a little bit more and there's more like there might be something that you have been that's been uh that someone struggled with that you've experienced yourself or you know someone that you've experienced um and then you can you can show that on a on a different level but one thing I wrote on this, on my my reflection for this year, is uh, going into next, is like not having expectations. And I think that might be like the same review there. Like I read my message, why are they not replying? Like you're expecting them to act like you. You have that expectation on them. And we're not the same. Like, so it, we just, then the massive thing is like, we don't compare yourself to others and stuff like that, but we should all be rich and famous and we should all do this and that, but, but actually don't compare yourself to others. Like don't have that expectation that everyone's going to be the same as me. That's, this is one that I've put down for me. Like don't have those expectations. Um, Oh, I think at all. I think just, just take, take the result or the reply as it comes to me. And that's it. Then well certainly you won't have the negative emotions that come with having such high expectations with yeah. other people. So if you don't have the expectations, then the negative emotions will go away. You can never be let down. That's that's a big thing. You can never be let down if you don't have the expectation that someone's gonna do something. Mm. Yeah. That's a good that's a good plan. I'm gonna write that down. No expectations. I think like what you said there, Dad, as well, like for me, 
they're probably like from an empathetic perspective you're probably right there's probably people that i know have been through similar things or like i've already i already dealt with a client last time i did this that has a similar issue that you've got but i don't know maybe i'm not saying i don't coach a one size fits all and i try to pride myself on that a little bit like every single client's different but almost be more aware of exactly how different they are like say everyone is doing like be take that on board and, and almost like store them up a little bit more in, in that backlog of uh of like like you know like just writing them down you know writing writing down what's happening on a day-to-day basis which is what i started doing this week and it forces me to not only remember it like have to remember it but like write it down and make it real and make it not just a passing conversation of oh yeah someone mentioned that to me the other week and like actually it's like this is a great opportunity for me to see that and and learn from that and move on from that. I'm sure you ex- like when you were teaching golf. I'm sure you experienced similar things oh, all the time. And you are probably able to be a bit more empathetic, maybe there because some like it might. I don't know. Golf might have come easy to you, but it, it might not often. Um, you know that it took the time to get good and. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Linked to like the like the golf or fitness or whatever. I don't think you think to that. I think it's maybe more. I went through a stage when I was working at the uh, the golf club. Um, I remember before I had to before I got kind of promoted, became this director of golf. They basically made my role redundant and the other pro there redundant. Merged our roles together and made this one like super role that was not super at all. It was still like the other end of the scale, but. Um, but I'd gone from like happy-go-lucky, loved coaching people, very little responsibilities with the club, focusing on what I love doing. To now, all of a sudden, with this same batch of clients or batch of members, I was now like having to sit in on disciplinary meetings, head committee meetings, like stock the pro shot, like do all this type of stuff. And then you kind of found I saw a different side to a lot of people where before when they are getting when they are taking from you and you're doing nothing but give from them you're like their best mate they just take 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 and I was like you know just happy doing what I'm doing then all of a sudden where my job relied on me having to hit certain uh, financial targets or goals or whatever it is and I had to sell stuff in the shop and all they're wanting is me to bend over backwards for them and do them deals and, and I kind of lost that emotional attachment to to building those that, those relationships with people I started becoming like very you right started becoming very um shut off with people not not emotionally it was just very much like this is a job and I can't like I'm here doing this and I guess where that's now come back to bite me in the backside is that now now I've got older like I kind of I haven't I haven't stored and learned from those experiences Mm -hmm. I've kind of like turned myself in like to terminate a mode of like I do not I do not get emotionally attached this is a job this is this so actually got to very much be the other way and be like, oh, remember when I was doing that before and remember how I react and I couldn't deal with this, that, so I ended up reacting like this and like using those experiences in a more positive way to, to mould me into this like 12 out of 10 human being that I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you, and you're currently at 11. On 11.9. 11.9. <laughs> 11.9 just moving into the other room. Is little Chloe there? Uh, Sam is uh, closed asleep, so Sam's taking the opportunity to like dig out the uh, stationery cupboard and free it of all of the rubbish that gets stacked up with kids' paintings and stuff like that. <laughs> what about you, Phil? 
Yeah, talk to us, Phil. Talk to me about uh, what's Dr. Price doing? What's Dr. Price struggled with in 2020? Mm, I think the, the biggest thing that came to me when I sort of writing down overall reflections weren't related to training uh, was the fact that 2020 really gave us the gift of time. It was the first time where everything sort of stood still. And so you were forced to sort of sit there with your thoughts a little bit, because otherwise you'd be just working full on, uh, you know, your brain power just taken up with all this information regarding work, yada, 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 and all that stuff. And it allowed me to realize that actually I sort of took a step back and tried to take full advantage of that because it allowed me to reflect and like, okay, really what exactly it is that you want? Um, and from that, I think it's enabled me to improve my own reflective practices and just make everything clearer. I used to get really, I noticed that I get very agitated sometimes when I have a lot of ideas, um, but I can't get them down on paper. I can't speak them out. Either I don't have the outlet to do it or I'm so busy juggling so much other stuff. I can sense that creative idea somewhere in the back of my mind, but I can't get it out clearly, even in my own head. And that always, always bothered me. And then all of a sudden lockdown happened and some of the processes that was taking up uh, a lot of that brain power was moved aside. And that allowed me to be more creative. And ultimately that's led to a number of conversations with people um, and meet a goal set that's created progress theory really um you know it's allowed ideas to come come about so it, it just enabled me to put it into practice um on reflection i've noticed that even if you give someone a bit more time so my time came from not going up to london and back every day which is obviously three hours i quickly filled that with with some form of either work with my stuff with the st mary's or other projects that i wanted to work on um so <clears throat> From like on reflection, that gift of time was very good to me because it allowed me to get the ideas out that that have been there for a while uh, and put things in, in motion. So that wasn't necessarily like a doesn't seem that negative, but I also know that I've been incredibly lucky during this lockdown. I've had somewhere to train. Um, both my me and my wife have been employed we haven't been furloughed or anything like that so we've had nothing that's really enabled us to be like oh get a bit nervous about like how we're going to pay the mortgage all that sort of thing so a bit like you Tyler you've said oh 2020 has actually been quite good to me uh, it's been very good to me as well uh, so I didn't want to come away but thinking very negatively of it the only thing that I wanted was Whenever like a big event happens in the world, I think the last big one I, I can think of is the 2008 financial crisis. People come out of a financial crisis or some form of crisis, like sprinting, like something's happened that they've, they've allowed an idea to come about because the change in the world has enabled them to get it started. And all of a sudden they come out of the, the crisis even better. And I wanted that to happen to me with this particular crisis, with the pandemic. Um, so 
that's why I've been working particularly hard, making sure that my reflective processes are pretty good uh, and just got, got ideas out. Um, so from like a reflection, I'm with you, Tyler. I think 2020, 2020 has been very good to me and I've been considerably lucky. From a training point of view, not as not as good, but it's allowed me to try new things and that's also been very exciting. But um, yeah, other than that, like no, those are my reflections. I, I try to put like a positive spin on everything. I think you've done pretty well. Like like you say, it's, you've used that time. It's It's been weird, isn't it? So the world moves so bloody fast mm. all the time. And like we say, like just had some Amazon orders turn up that i'm literally ordered last night at like <laughs> it's terrifying isn't it uh, it's, it's crazy. generally terrifying but um and you know more feel like but daryl like uh we had sam was in hospital the other week and we had, so we had some issues so we meant we had to rush off to a and e and um the world moves a million miles an hour until you sat in a and e like mm. until you sat there and you realize and you just you sat there you're waiting for someone to get moved like waiting for them to get moved to a different room or you're waiting for them to go off and get their blood done or like you and you realize like not saying it wasn't nice at all not saying it was nice but it was like to suddenly realize that the whole world's going crazy outside these four walls but actually all that matters is kind of right here right now and it's calm and it's just like when you strip everything back to its kind of bare necessities and you talk you know phil you've already mentioned about money and the mortgage and this that and the other and it's like you know, like if my, if I got told that my pay was getting cut tomorrow and you were like, oh man, but I've got this, this and this. And actually when I think about it and the, the bare necessities that I need in order to have a decent life, like I'm sure I can go with like cancelling my Sky subscription and my Netflix and my Amazon Prime and this, that. And, and you just think about all the stuff that's built up on top of like the core, the core um, values in your life as such. Mm-hmm. I think 2020 has given us an opportunity to, to just kind of reassess exactly. And, and like, like I, like, like you say, Phil, I've been really fortunate with it from a financial position. Uh, Dow, I don't know like how it's affected you financially, but I'm with that side of it. I'm, like, I think it's given us all an opportunity to kind of strip back the, the crap that we don't need and kind of get into survival mode and realize that, you know, survival mode could be packed, should be packed up in a backpack, you know, and be able to get moved on zombie apocalypse style versus a, uh, Versus all the all the yeah. no, certainly, no. I I couldn't agree more. It is weird how in times of crisis you realise what's important, and then you get really not guilty or ashamed, but you're like, oh, why has it taken this crisis to make me realise what's so important? Um, it, it's, it's weird how the world does that to you. So. Yeah, I, whenever something happens, I just don't want to let it pass. I want to learn from it. So that's what the pandemic's allowed for me. Yeah, cool. Outside of, so we've touched a fair bit on like kind of professional, um, personal goals for 2021. I was, I said to Phil at the start, Dow, I basically wanted you to to talk about your goals before we started recording. And then I was going to go first in the... Uh, <laughs> podcast and then basically say that my goals were your goals because <laughs> I, haven't, um, I haven't got like my 2021 goals I've got written down so far things that I would like to look back on this time next year and say I did that and this is going to sound pathetic especially to you Phil because I know how much you read like I'd like to read 
between four and six books. Like I start a book and I get right into it and then I just get distracted by like a Netflix series and then all of a sudden I don't pick up a book again until I've like finished that series or I'm bridging between like and I sat down last night when Sam was running late from work and I had about an hour and a half to kill and I sat down with um I started reading Ross Edgeley's um new book I don't know four months ago and picked that up and carried on with that and an hour and a half went by like this and she's walking through the front door and I've just been sat there like just bought into this book um so four to six books give me like two to three months to get through a book would be good and to be honest good goal. A mixture a mixture of like you know ones like that where he's talking about like mental resilience and this type of stuff and maybe some like some horror some murder i don't know just something to kind of like to get me off get me off just being entertained mm. by like I saw some post today about um, as I was flicking through Instagram or something about how many, I think it was um, Tricky Ricky, Richard Hill, who's got a CrossFit box up north. And he was saying it was something like X, uh, worked out to be X thousand of years has been um, wasted if you add up all the amount of time that people spend scrolling through timelines. Like if you add up all the amount of time from people who's on who's on uh, Instagram and on mm-hmm. Facebook, stuff add up the average time that they spend scrolling and the algorithms that go into the like the software in order to keep providing us with instant like i need something new to happen let me scroll through it something new happened it was like i'm sure it's like sixty six thousand years or something stupid like that no that's crazy but it's and it's for me it's a bad habit i sit there go to the toilet flip for my phone like you know whatever it's just <laughs> used to be the newspaper now it's, now it's instagram nothing's changed in the last hour 20 minutes 15 minutes whatever nothing's changed but yeah you should find and it's something that i i'm aware that i'm not very good at doing it so getting into a book and then continuing to kind of journal i've really enjoyed the last few days sitting there with a pen in my hand and writing stuff down again Need to work on handwriting in mind, but um, yeah, just getting into getting into that. I think those are really good goals, and kind of happy that you didn't go straight into like I want to hit these numbers, because you're training so well. <coughs> your overall goal for your training should be, I want to continue in what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just like, well, I just carry on as I'm doing. Like that shows how good your training processes are because you don't have to think, oh, I need something to go this way. I need something to go this way. It's just, well, I'm on the right direct direct trajectory. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely with you regarding like wasted time on Instagram. Uh, as probably my go to, oh, YouTube is mine. I always always go down a rabbit hole with the YouTube. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I saw a quote not too long ago was don't consume, create. And it's all about like people just get so obsessed with consuming all this stuff. And the ones that are being successful are the ones not consuming. They're creating their own stuff for other people to consume. So <laughs> the more and more I start to see myself consuming, the more I realize I'm moving away from what I want to do. Just don't follow no one. Yeah, some people do that, don't they? Only have it to put stuff out. Mm. It could be a way of doing it. I know a few few people that do that. Um, I don't mind the odd consume because it gives you ideas. Yeah. And that's uh, why. And yeah, I, I guess if you're following people, make or or you're getting some content from other people, make sure it's the right stuff. Stuff that actually yeah, yeah. can help you. 
yeah, yeah, certainly. Not those rants on Facebook and stuff like that. that... What, Karen's? Yeah. It's Karen's left, right and centre, giving their opinion on limited information. Yeah. Uh, my goals. Um, I'll, I'll just... I want to... I've applied for the fire service. I don't know if... I think I've told you to. Um, I've, nice. Well, I got to the final stage. I've had my interview. Um, I'll find out in January whether I'm successful. So... Um, if I am great, um, things might change come the time I have to start the training, but, uh, I, I want to still have DG coaching with that. So, uh, put myself in like now put stuff in, into a place where I can still provide a really good service for existing clients or any new ones. Um, and just, I really want to just dive into putting, stuff to use that I've learned this year. I've had a lot of time to do some education work and like, like developing my coaching skills and and on top of that, like business stuff as well. So just put put more of that to use for um, this coming year. It's bit, because of, it's been stop start constantly for this whole year. It's been like, I've just the focus has just been adapting to make sure that my current clients are getting the best they possibly can have all the time. Um, so I just want to make sure that I, yeah, kind of develop that side of, or, or like my profession, professional career um, a little bit more. Cause I got into a really good habit at the beginning of this year and then all of this happened and then I had to move house and uh, yeah, just things just didn't go to plan really. It's once lockdown hit for me. Um, and I want to spend more time outside. I've spent a lot of time outside this year because we haven't really been able to go anywhere and I've absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, I, I realised why, like, I was in the army because I loved just being outside and walking up massive mountains and, like, yeah, I want I want to make sure that I've come this time next year that I've, like yeah, I I went to I went to Wales and done if we're allowed, obviously, like I'll do as much as possible, but like just just spend time getting outside, walking, running, doing whatever it may may be. Um and on top of that, like the usual fitness events and training events uh, training for the events that I've got planned. Yeah. And yours are the Athens CrossFit competition. Well, um, Athens, yeah, and I've got an Ironman in August. Mate, have you got any? So you you like Athens? Like you've done that a couple of times, right? Yeah. Any like? Is do you just like it? Is that why you specifically? Yeah, I think it's 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 probably the best organised competition I've ever been to, and that's that's why I keep going because it's it's yeah it's. it's if I want, I, I want. If I'm going to pay to go enter a competition and pay the money to travel, like I want it to be good. Like I, I don't want to be messed about. Like I want things to just go to plan. You know, like not events be pushed back, or you're getting ready to warm up and then you've got to wait 20 minutes because the event, the people before are taking their time. Like just, I just, yeah, they're just really good. Really well organised, good people over there. Um, 
yeah, and I enjoy it. Athens is a really nice place as well. Nice. Some good goals there. There's a nice, nice balance between them. And I hope that yeah, it all comes through with the fire service. I didn't yeah. know it so soon. Yeah, well, I had my interview at the beginning of this month and they they said like first week of January you'll you'll get you'll find out whether you were successful and then I think training starts like April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might clash with Athens, who knows? Um and I mean I might be successful and then come April like change my mind, but just this is just this is just an outline, you know? Like it's there. <clears throat> um nice options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I would really love to do it. I, I, to be part of that kind of like team again would be pretty cool. Um, but no, we'll see. Yeah. That's wicked. Phil, yours? Go. 2021. Um, so when doodling down my ideas, I try to link it back to what I mentioned in the Reflection podcast. You know how I sort of highlighted key areas um so i had family at the top um my role as an academic uh role as let's just say uh, presenter slash you know progress theory stuff uh, and then myself as an athlete so uh, my goals here that I'll, I'll mention on the on the podcast are more focused around the you know academic progress theory and athlete and hopefully there's a few things which i've highlighted from this week no, this year, which gives an idea of why I've wanted to go in these directions. Um, regarding like training wise, every year I've kind of listed goals. I want to hit this. I want to hit that. And they're normally quite objective. Like, a, I don't know, a certain 5k time, a certain deadlift, all those types of things. Uh, and luckily the progress theory challenges that we've done have enabled me to try and test those. Um, but usually I get way over my head and just write loads of things which are never really achievable just because life kind of gets in the way like I hit some of them I don't hit others and I didn't really want to do that now because what the challenges with progress theory have taught me is that I just want and the other competitions that I've done this year as well is just a a level of robustness which means I could take on any challenge at any time so if we said like oh Phil do you fancy a half marathon I won't be thinking, well, oh, how my legs are going to feel. I need to give me a few weeks and I'll train up for it. Uh, I could just go and do it. You know, I'm not going to set a, the world alight with my time, but I don't care. It's, it's all about just having that robustness so I can go and do whatever it might be. Um, so I've highlighted key areas I wanted to focus on. And a lot of them geared towards like my thoracic and my shoulder. Uh, like I was diagnosed with some issues regarding some thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, so Daryl, you, you've definitely seen this in play when we were at battle for middle ground and I'm doing those devil presses and all of a sudden I just can't extend over my head with my left arm. Like there's some strength there. So if you get me with doing a push press of something for like four reps, no problem, quite strong, but you get me doing multiple reps and then it feels like, like the battery dies. It doesn't feel like I'm getting weaker. It just feels like there's just nothing there to try and extend my arm. So I want to kind of work there. And I want to work around my hip and my foot and I want to know the reason why I, you know, I hit certain distances with running or squatting, whatever it might be. And then it just sort of breaks down. I just think I'm quite an inefficient mover, both my upper body and lower body. And I think if I work on those, 
are, should have a better economy of movement and that can transfer to any type of physical challenge I want. Like I'm really looking forward to maybe doing some like triathlons, but I'm also looking forward to jumping in a team for turf games and doing that again. So I want to have that breadth of ability to do whatever I want to do. So instead of focusing on specific numbers, it's just like, no, I just want a level of robustness so I can do whatever I want. Um, my role as an academic is going quite well. So I just want to carry on in that direction. I've, I've used 2020 to get involved and start up a number of projects, which means that come 2021, the, the fruit of those projects should start to come out. Like I'm involved with uh, three PhD teams. Uh, I've got a number of other PhD projects. It's different form. It's, you can become a, a doctor through what's known as a um, PhD by publication. So rather than being under an official PhD, um, you work with some people you, within your team and you get a number of papers published um, so that um, at the end of it, you can then present that back to a, an academic board saying, look, I've presented a number of papers in these areas. Uh, is that good enough for a doctorate rather than having like a, a proper doctorate program set up? Um, so I, I'm, I'm involved with a number of things there. And... I'm also involved with uh, research around exercise and space with the UK Space Agency and European Space Agency. Um, so I'm actually involved with a parabolic flight campaign at the end of March, where we'll be looking at a particular uh, countermeasure, a machine, which we're hoping will be able to recreate the forces of jumping in microgravity. So there's, there's a number of projects I'm involved with, but um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to start a project where essentially I will be first author. So because I'm part of teams, I'm not the first author, which is like the main person of the project. Um, this is great, but I probably will need to be first author on a number of projects going forward because uh, they hold a bit more weight. And ultimately, I want to be promoted at St. Mary's to associate professor. So I need that to my research strand. Um, so that's the academic side. Uh, the reason why I haven't really had or spent too much time trying to focus on a research project where I'm first author is because I put a lot of effort into, into progress theory. And this is where the, the goal gets a bit ballsy because I could definitely keep this one to my, myself. Um, but, you know, whatever, let's, let's go with it. Um, so you know how, say, TV programs, you know David Attenborough? Like if you hear David Attenborough's voice, you think of planet earth, you think of sort of animal type programs. If you think of astrophysics, uh, physics in general, you think of Brian Cox. If you think of sort of human physio, human performance, or if you think of human science, if you think a bit more broadly, there's no one person which is seen as like the, the person that is the academic that does TV programs presenting on ideas around how the human body works. Um, so I'm like, well, that's the, the void that I want to fill. So I'm hoping with all these, uh, all the stuff that we're doing with progress theory and presenting ideas and essentially becoming a bit more of a like science teacher in, in the public domain, I'm hoping that could lead in that direction. So I'm thinking of really developing progress theory. Um, one, because it really helps me personally but also an opportunity to show what I can do when acting as like a science, 
as a, essentially acting like a science teacher on TV. So that, those are the. Fine. Say that again. You've got the face for TV, mate. I don't know about that. Hit thirty, it went downhill. Need some cosmetic work. Mate, that sounds wicked. That sounds like, and I like, you know, you said you've liked like the uh, the variety in, in ours, but mm. that. I like the ballsiness, you know, using your word, like the ballsiness, like kind of put your, put your marker out there. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not pushing the boundary at all, then uh, progress never happens in your comfort zone, is it? No. And a lot of the, uh, the pushing to do it uh, has come from, have you ever heard, have you ever read the book by Stephen Pressfield, uh, Turning Pro? Definitely no. recommend that one. It's quite an easy, easy read. It's quite short. Um, but uh, Stephen Pressfield has done a few interviews uh, on podcasts. He's been on Joe Rogan. He's been on Modern Wisdom as well. And I was re-listening to his book because I found a copy of the audio book on YouTube. And it just related to this. It's like, if you want it, you've got to just fully go for it. Mm. And that's what I intend to do in 2021. It's uh, Even Chris Williamson said that, you know, doing a podcast, the first year is a bit shit because you're developing your brand, you're developing your store of ideas. And it's after a year that when it starts to really kick off and we've been going for what, since August? Yeah. So half a year in. If you look at any of the, the vloggers on, on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, these guys, are, uh, they've got like 100, 200,000 subscribers, all this type of stuff. Have you ever like roll back to when they first started you look at some of their original ones and it's almost cringeworthy just the quality of production and the you know like simple things like you moving from your laptop to getting a microphone to you know and hmm. stuff like that just evolves but you you gotta you almost have to earn you have to do your paper round as such in order to, to get up there you, you hmm. jump in at the top end with hmm. the experience and the it's your ability to reflect and kind of grow with it and you grow your studio, your equipment, your production, the way you deliver it, the research that goes into it, like that all grows with you from ex from experience of doing it. Mm. Yeah, just keep, keep cracking on with it, mate. I'm trying to see each uh, episode as something improves on it, whether that's my delivery or it's something I do behind the scenes regarding its um, presentation. Like I, I've never worked in media, so I'm very much learning on the job. Uh, but each time that I do a a podcast whether it's a round table a legend series or, or one of the others like something improves i certainly notice it so you'd like to think in like a hundred episodes time that's a lot of practice to get better so progress theory is only going to go one way one awesome way. mate awesome great goal there <laughs> man i love the round tables yeah, <laughs> yeah these are really good mm. There's so many ideas that I get. We know we talked about it in the reflection one, the old leather bound book. Half of what I write in there, I bring up in these round tables. And to be honest, if no one listened to the round tables, I still do them because they help me personally. Exactly. Yeah. Good experience, right? Because you never know, like you could get approached by someone to go on do a podcast doing something else and they and all of a sudden well the one of the guys that um, sponsors me the defiant co they asked me to jump on with in their podcast and the little message that goes around in the group and 
I wasn't meant to be the first one up. It was meant to be one of the other ambassadors. And everyone was like shitting themselves like, oh man, how's this going to go? Like, I've not done one of these before. Like, And he ended up pulling out last minute because he was working. And I got the phone call saying, Matt, can you jump on the podcast later on? I was like, yeah, cool. What are we, what are we talking about? Like, And it's not to say that I was arrogantly confident. It was just like, I've done a few of these with the boy. Hmm. Like, you know, it's pretty, when you look at it as the fact that you're just recording a conversation you're having with a mate, like that's, basically as as like you know maybe just elaborate a little bit more than my conversations you know all the fucks and shits and bollocks <laughs> you try and make try and reduce the swearing <laughs> for the first 10 minutes and then you're like fuck <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you stop recording it's like fuck that's over <laughs> right well i'm i'm really looking forward to 2021 i know there's still a bit of unsure of what's going to happen because covid's still around we're still in this pandemic but i think this episode really shows that we know where we've come from we i think all three of us have had different journeys with 2020 but we've made them our own and we've learned loads from it so remember i talked about some people sprint out of a global crisis i like to think all three of us are sprinting at a similar speed just in different ways and I think that's really cool. And although our goals are different, I, I, I'm pretty confident, very confident that we're all heading in the right direction. But what's been good, I think, if you look at exactly like you just said, we've had three completely different experiences of 2020. But I think as a collective, as it like from a podcast perspective, I think the message that we kind of have given across, like how to move forward with it and how to deal with it is kind of all interlinked as one, you know, like... Mm we keep using the word reflect it's almost been like the word of the last kind of two three podcasts like but i think that ability to look back learn kind of evolve adapt move forward you know is is something that we've kind of nailed in for the last couple of weeks and last couple of episodes that uh even though our experience is different we're all singing from the same hymn sheet mm-hmm. i think that's the only way you're going to come out sprinting isn't it? It's like it's to reflect and see what you've learned, what's happened, how to change it, right? Mm. But before this, before chatting to you two, like like I said, I like never reflected. It was like I've got mm. through something, it's in the past. See you later. Move on from that. We're actually, you know, I'm hoping well, this is gonna make me and my family stronger and I can hopefully give that experiences and knowledge onto friends and clients and colleagues and hopefully it builds a better community around you as well. Definitely will, mate. I'm excited. Bring on 2021. Yes, bring it. Like, if we can get through 2020, 2021 will be the same level of effort, but maybe slightly more enjoyable. Certainly more, certainly more open. And much more achieved. Yeah, exactly. What we should do is at the end of 2021 have an episode where we actually reflect not only on 2021 on our goals, but also reflect back on this podcast and actually see if our outlooks have changed. Mm. I could turn in, I could be like a homeless, like drunk. <laughs> yeah. I could be, yeah, be FaceTiming from like outside, like the local news agents on someone else's phone that I borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> With a bottle of Frosty Jacks, 10am, 
See it off, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, boys, have a great new year. You too, buddy. I'll have catch you one. all in 2021. See you later, yeah, have a good new year, lads. See ya. See you easy.